0: Thanks for tuning in to the High School at 12 Stone Church Ministry Podcast. Let this message be a source of truth and encouragement. Let's lean into this week's message. Hey, so tonight? Good, good. Hey, my name is Drake. I'm one of the resident pastors here. And I am so excited to be here tonight bringing the word and so I'm I'm gonna be talking about this series called fake. And we're in the last week of this series and I love this series. I, I have you guys been joining us? I know we only did one week or two weeks ago. But this this series fake. I love. Because we are surrounded by so many fake things in this world, right? Like like we got fake news, like everywhere, right? We got we got like uh we got friends, you know what I mean, like friends, you know, you find out a friend is there and you're like, man, you're so fake, right? Good. Good. smart. Chair number one. This is a real Christian. Okay? This this Christian makes me feel proud. Like, I am so proud of those of you who are in this chair. Because this means you are sold out for Jesus. You know that Jesus has changed your life. And you are deeply in love with him. And you know when you're in love with someone. Because you do crazy things for them. This is a real Christian. And our goal for you. And our dream for you is. That eventually, every single one of you would be sitting in this seat. Maybe down the road, maybe tonight, you would move into this seat. This is a chair. Relationship with God. no, I'm not, I'm not a Christian. And this chair makes me feel hopeful. And excited because I know that there's a God out there who desperately loves all of us. And he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And he's pursuing us and all we need to do is accept his sacrifice on the cross and receive forgiveness of sins and enter into a real relationship with Jesus. This chair makes me hopeful, actually, because I know there's a God and if you're looking for him, you're going to find him. So this is chair number four. My goal for this chair, eventually, is that you'll come all the way over here and you'll hang out with chair number one. You'll be in chair number one, you know what I mean? You don't, you, don't, you can skip these chairs. You don't need to hit these chairs. Just skip right on over to chair number one. I, I believe that God wants to do that in someone's life tonight. And this chair, we talked about this chair last week or two weeks ago. This is chair number three, chair number one. actually makes me feel very worried. And here's why. Here's why. We talked about this last time, but this makes me feel worried because this person thinks they're a Christian. And they say things like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, I I go to church. so this is chair number three and this chair right here, chair number two chair number what good good you guys are tracking i love it this chair is what we're talking about tonight but before we get here i'm going to talk about these little cards you have everyone should have cards either on your seat under your seat you grab them real quick hold it up for a second. Everyone think to themselves, what are your... Okay, take, take some time. Think it through. Maybe it's your athletic ability. Maybe you got a sick car out in the parking lot right now. That's something you're like, yep, that's in my top three. Maybe you're really smart. Whatever it is, think for a second. I know it's a hard question. It doesn't have to be perfect. but just think thinking things that might be in your top three. And just jot them down. Number one, number two, number three. They don't have to be in order. It's your top three. This could be something that Got a perfect score on the ACT, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a genius, whatever that is." So write that down. You guys, that's not me. You should see my grades. So keep that card. We're going to come back to it. Keep it sticking in there. We're going to come back to it. All right, I need everyone's attention right here. We've been blessed in this room. And tonight we're going to talk about a church in the Bible that's actually super blessed as well. It's this church in a city called Laodicea. It's a weird name, Laodicea. But it's a church in the Bible, and they were super blessed. And I'm going to take you guys through their car. So the about this church, it's pretty cool, you do research and you dig into it, they were really wealthy, right? They got, they got the money, right? This city was still be rich. In fact, they were so rich that uh, 60 years after Jesus, so 60 AD, an earthquake came through and destroyed most of the city, and they refused help from the Roman Empire to rebuild, because like, now nah, we got this. We don't need your help. We don't need any handouts. So money would be in their top three for sure. Another thing they're known for is this black wool, that they're this luxurious thing that used to make clothing and all these robes and things like that, so fashion. They, they were kind of experts on fashion, so that, that would be in their top three. And then the third thing that would be in their top three were essential oils. Alright, now, I don't know if they were called essential oils back then, all I know is like this ointment, and this medicine that they had, but. like a big, does anyone know someone who's like a crazy fan, like your mom, Natalie, right, like a teacher or something like crazy about essential oils? The thing I know about people who like essential oils is like there's no halfway fan. There's no people like, yeah, I like it. It's either like. Mother in law, Polly's mom, is that there's an essential oil for literally like anything, right? She's like, Oh, you got a headache here? Put some of this on it, it'll make you feel better. Or, like, Oh, you messed your toe? Hey, rub this on, it. it'll make you feel better. It's like, Oh, you got a bad grade on your chest? Rub this here, it'll make you feel better. Oh, your friend's beating your feet bro? here, this will make you feel better. It's like, You come in with a cannonball wound, and they're like, Oh, I'm getting off track, I know this. Essential oil people are crazy, but these, these were this church. This church, they're essential oil people. They're crazy about it. That would be in their top three for sure, right? In their top three. And you're probably wondering, okay, okay what does all this have to do with chair number two? Let's get to chair number two. All right, all right. We need, we need to grab our Bible. We're heading to Revelation. So if you got a Bible on your chair, the chair in front of you, we're going to the book. Revelation. And uh, if you're using the Bible letter in here, that's page 1239. Revelation is the last book of the Bible. This is a letter written to a bunch of different churches. And um, it, it has visions and all these crazy cool things in it. But the section that we are going to be looking at is addressed to the church in the city of Laodicea. And so we're going Page 1239. And God is chewing out the church at Laodicea. He's getting into them. All right, let's pick up verse 15 and chapter 3. Let's see. He says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. All right, let's, let's go to the next verse. The next verse says, so, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Now what is going on right here? And it's even crazier if you know that in the language that this was written in, the word spit is more like vomit. God is saying, You make me want to hurl, you make me. right, right? What about this? Imagine this. A hot day in the summer, you want yourself some iced coffee. Am I right? Yes. Thank you guys. Are you ninth grade? What God's saying. He's like, you guys aren't useful for anything. You know, the weather's hot. You aren't cool and refreshing. The weather's cold. You guys don't warm me up. Like you guys are just neutral just dead. You guys aren't passionate about anything. You aren't good for anything. Strong, right? Strong words would be saying to a church. It's crazy. And and here's, here's the problem with tier number two. Chair number two is lukewarm. Lukewarm Christian. And the thing about this chair, they're a lot like this chair. I mean, they're they're real close buds. I mean, they hang out, right? what's up? You know, they, they sit together in church, they look the exact same, you couldn't tell them apart. The only difference is between a fake Christian and a lukewarm Christian is uh, a fake had a real relationship with Jesus. They encountered Jesus, they they accepted him as their savior, but that's about it. They don't really want it to change their life. They're living just like a fake Christian. And in fact, these these people over here, the real Christians, kind of of creep them out. These people might even go like, like, hey, calm down, bro. Like, we don't even and the whole football team, okay? Calm down. Or hey, you don't need to tie that much, maybe like a dollar a year or something. I don't know. That's fine. But calm down, bro. You need to chill out. Because here's the thing tier number two Christians, lukewarm Christians, they think that's ra- next couple verses to seriously change your life and your life. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I want you to put a question mark after self petition on your note card. Put a question mark right in there. What this church was saying is God, we don't need a thing. Like, we don't need you. We got money, we got the fashion thing going on, we got these oils to help us see good. And God's like, you're poor, you're naked, and you can't see a thing. All the things that they took pride in because they're worthless without me. And and here's, here's what he's trying to say: outer riches cannot pay for your inner poverty. The latest fashions cannot cover up your soul's nakedness. Physical medicine cannot heal your spiritual sickness. A hot girlfriend. public praise cannot drown out the whispers of your self-disappointment. And physical fitness cannot out your spiritual weakness. Well, God is saying all of just you going through the basics. You hitting all the bases. You checking off the boxes. God wants more for you. He didn't die just so that you could have, you know, a one-time encounter with him and call it good. God didn't die so that you could just pray to him every now and then or need him every now and then, like if things get really tough, then you might need God. But Verse, verse 18. Verse 18, God says, I counsel you, Jesus, I'm pleading with you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. White clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness. And south of I mean, she's a boss, right? Awesome. And here's, here's the thing. Captain Trucker, he's, he's like, he's a spy. This dude is a great fighter. He's well-trained. He's got all these cool skills. Like, he thinks Wonder Woman needs to be off to the side. He thinks he's got a handle. God is just in the church box, and you open up that box on Sundays, and then you shut it down, and you're like, "I've got it the rest of the week from here, God. I'll see you next week." And God wants you to see that that is not enough, not because He wants more, like He's greedy, but because He wants more for you, because He knows that life. waking up in the morning and not really wanting to get up because there's really nothing to look forward to. Or going to bed after a night of doing things you are already regretting. That emptiness that you sometimes feel when no one's around and no one's looking. That comes from thinking that we've got it all. Thank well, one- you. For tools that God can use. So, what does this look like? How how do we move from self sufficiency to godly lion? Glad you asked. Let's Let's keep reading the passage. Revelation. Stay with me. You see, this is key. Lukewarm Christians have entered God's kingdom, but God has not entered their house. Lukewarm Christians have entered God's kingdom, but God has not entered their house. They've accepted or the box of church or the box of salvation to the center of everything. Open the door. Stop claiming to be a Christian and then living like God doesn't exist. Stop trying to do life alone and bring God's purpose, power, and direction into your life. And so tonight, I want everyone to grab their notebook. wherever you charge it. Here's the exciting thing about a lukewarm Christian versus a real Christian. A, a lukewarm Christian is self position and a real Christian is God-reliant. Lukewarm thinks they have enough without God. Real realizes they have nothing without God. Lukewarm goes to God once. Real goes to God daily. Lukewarm is content. Real is desperate. Lukewarm is proud,